This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get up. We're happy to be back with you folks at this time, whether it be morning, noon, or night. The Old Trailblazer is always happy to hear from you folks, and, and many of you have written me, called me, emailed me, that you're listening. Some have said they're happy to support the Old Trailblazer, so let me just lay that on your heart at this time, if you will. We could use some help here they i know the economy is in a downturn i know that i see those things on every hand and yet radio stations are very expensive and the lord is so gracious and we we haven't had to miss a broadcast yet but we want to make sure we spending god's money uh, like it should be being good stewards so you let us know if you're listening and then if you can help us with the broadcast and we're we're looking at a new study now we just began last week on the uh but blood redemption, looking at blood redemption, that we're all sinful. We come here as sinners, and we need to be uh, redeemed. We need to be uh, washed and cleansed. And how does that happen? How does that happen? By the blood. We're looking at blood redemption there in the Old Testament for a few days, and then we'll look in the New Testament. And we're just looking there. We were in our last study, and we saw where Adam and Eve their eyes had been opened, and they came to see themselves, and uh, they ran. They ran. The Lord called, and he said, uh, where art thou? And Adam said, here I am. And then when the Lord approached him, he said, what hast thou done? Hast thou eaten of the tree which I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? So I asked you, why did Adam fear God? Why? Why was there fear in his heart? All of those times, those years, there was no fear there. They walked in fellowship together. I don't know how long it was. Folks asked me that. And I said, well, I don't really know. Nobody does. I believe it was a long time. I believe they had fellowship, Adam and Eve, with our blessed Lord, with God, the creator of all the earth and all those things. But why did Adam fear God now? It was because he was wretched. He had seen himself naked. He said uh, he had no covering. It was because Adam now doubted the love of God. If Adam had known God's perfect love, he would never been afraid. When a poor old sinner, lost, doomed, and damned, begins to realize that God loves him. We tell folks here in our ministry that if it ever dawns upon you, sinner, awakened sinner, lost sinner, if it ever dawns upon you that God loves you, you'll begin to cry unto the Lord. Oh, you'll begin to, to, to crawl unto him, as it were. There is no fear in love, according to 1 John 4, 18. Why didn't Adam, why didn't he know that perfect love of God? It was because he had believed Satan's lie. Now, I wish you'd get that truth. May it dawn upon your heart. It was because he believed Satan's lie. And I find, I find as I uh, go out day by day, meeting people, speaking with individuals who are are not saved, I find many to have believed Satan's lie. I I find many to have no confidence in in the pastor or in the leader of the ministry because someone uh, has told something that's not true and they believed it. And uh, I heard this story, a little story about this man said he'd rather, rather climb a tree and tell a lie, then he had to stand on the ground and tell the truth. And I find that today we find much of that, my friend. 
But listen, God loves him. God loves him. And why didn't Adam know that love? Because he believed a lie. If you're not saved, have you believed Satan's lie that you're too sinful to be saved? Have you believed Satan's lie that the Lord doesn't love you? Have you believed Satan's lie that you have sinned away your day of grace? Have you believed Satan's lie that you have committed the unpardonable sin? Have you believed those things? Have you believed the lie that the old trailblazer is not being true to your soul, but just uh, out for the money and out for the prestige? Have you believed those things that Satan puts into your mind? My friend, I know what day we're living in. We're living in a day of loose living, and we see so much uh, stuff on the surface now, on the news, in the paper, on the television, on the internet of individuals, pastors and preachers and lay preachers and so forth, who are being untrue to their congregation, being untrue to their unfaithful to their wives and husbands. And I know that's a very prominent thing today, but have you believed the lie that the old trailblazer is not being true to your soul? Well, he just lumped together with all them other fellas. No. No, the old trailblazer, redeemed by the grace of God, redeemed by the blood being applied to my heart, the Lord has given me grace to be true to your soul. And my friend, I have no, I have no reason to uh, not be true to you. I tell it like it is here. I've been getting emails and letters from all over the country in response to our little survey. And many of them, many of them tell me, uh, Trailblazer, I think maybe you're one of the last of the old faithful preachers, the old hard-nosed, down-to-earth, old-fashioned preachers. And we come on the air a lot of time with the fact that we're old-fashioned. And I have folks write me and ask me, say, Trailblazer, why you call yourself old-fashioned? It's because we tell the truth like it is. We don't, we don't smooth over the gospel. We don't smooth over the harsh words that the Lord says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. We don't smooth over those things. And we come here day by day in our congregation on Sundays and other nights, other times. We just bring you the raw word of God. You say, well, what is that? Is that man is a sinner? Man sinned there in the garden. He's been sinning ever since, and he must be redeemed. Have you, have you ever been redeemed, my friend? If so, what is the basis of your redemption? Did you, did you dip enough soup to be redeemed? Did you uh, give to the poor? Did you give away the farm and send it to some televangelist or something? That's not, that's not salvation, my friend. That's just worldliness. But my friend, have you been washed in the blood? Have you been washed, cleansed, made pure, made whole? Oh, my friend, what, what a day it is. But listen, listen, Adam did not believe that God loved him. Yeah, Adam did not believe that God loved him. And many of you, I find, who have been struggling hard with sin, you come to that conclusion, well, the Lord doesn't love an old sinner like me. And I tell you, oftentimes, to write and, and order this little book that I have, Strange Tales by Brother John Ainsworth over in London, England. He had a church called the House of the Destitute, and he went about preaching to those folks, the fornicators and the whoremongers and the, the, the adulteresses. And he, and that was his calling. The Lord called him. Did you know every man of God has a calling if he's in the will of God? That was Mr. John's calling, to call out those folks and to bring them the gospel and let them see that the Lord died for folks just like, just exactly like they were. My friend, 
and the Lord never turned his back on one individual. If he came there seeking the Lord, I was bringing the message in a day or two on the, the lady there who was uh, had an issue of blood for 18 long years. And did the Lord turn his back on her and say, well, I don't have time for you, old woman? No, sir. No. You know our Lord is a compassionate Lord. Sinner, awaken sinner. Don't turn yourself away from the truth. Don't turn your back on the gospel. Don't turn your, even your, your don't turn the radio off. Say, that old fool don't know what he's talking about. I do, my friend, because I'm an old sinner saved by grace. Saved by the grace of God, my friend. Did I merit salvation? No. Should I have been saved? No. Did I have anything to hold up to the Lord? No. Not one thing. But that truth dawned on my heart one day by the Holy Spirit work that God loved me, that the Lord loved me, my friend. But listen, listen, it was because the Lord called unto Adam, and after he had believed the devil's lie, he thought God was everything and anything but love. And the Lord called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? I ask you this at this time. The Lord's calling your name, Joe, John, Mary, Blanche. Where art thou today, my dear? Where art thou? Well, I was afraid. The question revealed some different things, two things at least. First, that Adam was lost and that God had come to seek him. Second, that he might find Adam. That he come there, look for him, and call him out of his hiding place. Has the Lord ever called you out of your hiding place, my friend? You say, what is a hiding place for a, for a sinner? Well, you could hide behind uh, some lie that you've heard. You could hide behind some uh, error that you're hearing at you, wherever you're going to service the church. You could hide behind Satan's lie that you're just too sinful to be saved. Or you can hide behind that error. Come on down here to the front and make a decision for Jesus and shake my hand. You'll be saved. That's a lie. That's not true, my friend. That's error. And are you hiding behind that? Well, I made a decision when I was seven years old. No, no. But what about today? Are you trusting the Lord today, my friend? Did you know that salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul? Oh, my friend, listen. Let me go back and start over again. He brought Adam out of that hiding place. They might find a sure hiding place in Christ. You know, my friend, for God to create man out of the dust of the ground, there was power. But for God to seek man in his lowest estate, that was grace. We see here a beautiful picture of God seeking a sinner. Oh, my friend, we sang a song here, Seeking the Lost. Did you know the Lord has to seek you? You don't seek the Lord. Well, I'm going to go to church today and, and, and be in church. Oh, I need to be, get back in church. No, you need to be saved, my friend. What could be more blessed than to see the Lord seeking his lost sheep? Yes, we see the Lord here as a shepherd going after that lost sheep. And the Lord said, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost, according to Luke 19.10. That's grace upon grace. But how many am I speaking to at this time? who can go back to the time when God sought you, called you from your hiding place, and then when he found you, tucked you away in the wounds of Christ, and now you can say, sing that song, he's my hiding place. Now, what happened when God found Adam? We're going to go there in our next study. 
How did the sinner reply to that faithful inquiry of the Lord? He said, where art thou, Adam? How did, how did he reply to that? That make you anxious to turn in tomorrow? Tune in tomorrow at the same time. And uh, we're here every day, Monday through Friday at the same time. You can go there on your internet and look us up. We're there 24-7. And if you don't know how to go there, write me a call. I'll send you some information on that. We're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can hear the old trailblazer. I wish you would. Let me know that you're listening. And then help me with the broadcast a little if you can. And uh, pray for me. Would you just pray for those? Write me and tell me. Say, Trailblazer, I'm praying for you. I don't have a nickel to send, but I'm praying for you. I'm asking my Sunday school class to pray for you. I'm asking my prayer group to pray for you. But remember the old Trailblazer's address, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.